ride with me in my foul life. And here we are, the Foul Life Podcast. What's shaking? What's shaking, everybody? Talking duck calls today, jargon. Do you know the definition of jargon? It's something like the uh, specialized vocabulary amongst a group of people. Like, you get in, like, the cockpit of a plane, you put the headset on and listen to, like, the pilots talk to air traffic control and you have no idea what they're saying. Or you might go into a engineering meeting or computer meeting or doctors and surgeons and nurses and baseball players, wrestlers. You don't go into a basketball court and say, hey, you know, hit the ball where it's pitched or find your mark, buddy. Find your mark, you know, hit, hit the, uh, get the, get the ball over the plate. You say stuff like pass me the ball, shoot the ball, three pointer layup, stuff like that. Every specialized group of people has their vocabulary and duck cunning and duck calling and dogs and sporting dogs and duck dogs are so awesome because there's so many different levels of jargon. And I think that it's really cool that we just kind of get that out there of why, we named our duck call, goose call, turkey call brand jargon. I mean, we call all kinds of animals. We've called everything from bears to wolves to coyotes to bobcats to mountain lions to ducks to geese, speckle belly geese, snow geese, Canada geese, lesser Canada geese, greater Canada geese, mallard ducks, widgeons with a whistle, sprig with a whistle, white-tailed deer, um, you name it raccoons you can call wild animals in you can make them do what you want them to do in a lot of instances and all of them have their own jargon and i just always liked how deep jargon was in waterfowl hunting when you got to camp and because because calling in waterfowl hunting is more prolific than calling any other animal maybe turkey calling a little bit but Man, there's just something about controlling a group of mallards, and it's so visible. And when you're turkey calling, you get their attention, and you'll hear a tom gobble off in the distance. You could shot gobble him with a crow call or the slam of a door. Um, But it's not like you're reading his body language. A lot of times, once you see him, you kind of let the decoys, or you kind of just let their their instincts take over, and they're kind of pinpoint where that sound comes from, and you get soft, and you might give them a couple purrs, a couple yelps, just to keep their attention coming at you to get them in gun range. But ducks, man, and geese, it seems like you're calling them all the time. And I'm not saying that you have to be loud, you have to be obnoxious, that you have to be a wall of sound all the time. And I'm not saying that your decoys and the ripples on the water and the shadows and the sunshine and the sky and the temperature and the barometric pressure and all of that don't play a huge role into it, scouting and being where the ducks want to be. It all plays a role, but it seems like calling ducks and geese, I've seen so many, you're, you're, it's a visual calling. So you're seeing them and you're having a conversation with them as opposed to turkeys or even coyotes. You know, you're calling coyotes and you might not see one for 10 minutes. Then one comes and you might change it up of your cadences you might change up the volume of your e-collar or your mouth collar you might lip smack a little bit you might bark stop them you might howl stop them but ducks you're like and with their going away you stand on and if they're coming at you they get off course a little bit get them centered back up line back up and there's all it's just like you're having this conversation across the table a negotiation with somebody i like to say same with canada goose calling you're seeing them 
they're seeing you, they're listening to you. So it's almost like the interaction is there more so than calling any other game. And I'm, I'm not saying that calling turkeys or deer or predators or anything isn't as relevant or isn't as difficult or isn't as intimate. I'm just saying, in my opinion, calling mallard ducks, puddle ducks, mainly mallards in this instance, um, and man, I'm telling you, pintails can be tough. Gadwalls can be tough. They all can be tough. Mallards can be tough, but I just like the interaction, the body language, the posturing, the negotiation that goes on with a flock of mallard ducks. And the bigger, the better, in my opinion, over water or over dry land. I love them over water the best, but don't get me wrong. Spinning wing mojos over a dry cornfield can be powerful as heck, but I say it all the time. It's the mojos doing the work. Don't fool yourself. Now, calling will help you line them up and calling will give them more confidence, but I'm telling you that flash is what's getting them over dry land. And then geese, it's the same thing. It's just, there's such an intense vocabulary of geese of you know of goose calling when you're calling can of geese i don't claim to know the vocabulary of a speckle belly i know there's world-class speckle belly callers out there but their vocabulary seems very limited to me and snow geese is like if you're not two thousand decoys and hunting them in the spring and killing the heck out of them and making a ton of racket or even in the fall it seems when you can't use e-callers the more callers just making a ton of racket i really don't know what they're saying to those geese they're making a lot of gurgle sounds a lot of throat issued sounds like the feeding sounds and just it's just non stop of what snow geese sound like now again i don't tend to in or or claim to know exactly what i'm talking about with snow geese speckle belly geese i love hunting them and i love eating speckle belly you've heard me say it before here on the podcast and on episodes of benelli's the foul life on the outdoor channel that speckle belly is the the best people say that it's a sandhill crane people say that it's a canvas back a blue wing teal a corn fed mallard hands down wet rice dry rice speckle bellies in the fall and before they go back north and start hitting different food sources like grass or wheat or something rice fed speckle belly with the skin on charred skin reverse seared crispy skin on a speckle belly cooked to medium rare raspberry 130 degrees absolutely the best waterfowl in my opinion so don't get me wrong i like the idea of specks i love snow geese hunting snow goose hunting um but my favorite are mallard ducks and canada geese and i like the bigger canada geese i like calling you know those 10 those let's say 9 to 12 13 pounders i love lessers i love cacklers i love making a ton of racket but that gets more into more of a snow goose kind of approach or mentality or ideology in my opinion to where you're making a ton of racket until their toenails scrape the dirt when you call the shot when 30 of them land and being followed by another hundred of them in you know what i mean you lesser Canada goose hunters. But when I start thinking about jargon of the mallard duck, I just wanted to come on today and talk about kind of where that came from and and what it means to me. I started learning the name jargon, the word jargon, way back in college in the 90s when I was playing college baseball at UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. The Hustlin' Rebels, what's up? That's where my uh, coach, Fred Dalmore so famously called me the biggest recruiting mistake that he's ever made, which still sticks. And he's 78 years old now. We're still good friends, tight friends. He still does speaking engagements for our brands. And we always make sure he tells that story of when he told me that when I got picked off, backdoor picked off at second base in Stockton, California, playing against the University of the Pacific. So back to jargon, you know, I was in a, in a, in a classroom with my professor's was talking smack to me too. We used to, you know, we're baseball players and we'd talk a little smack to our professors, had great friendships and relationships with some of them. And this, this one, um, 
professor said, oh, well, baseball players out there talking your jargon. And I was kind of like interested and curious of what jargon was. And I studied up on it and kind of did a deep dive into it. And I think it's, I think vocabulary and diction and conversing and getting to know somebody or something through talking like that. I think that it's the intricacies of it, how intimate, like I said, I love conversation. We've gotten away from it texting and direct messaging and you can go on Instagram and direct message the rock. Like he's going to write you back and maybe sometimes he does, but how many do you think he gets? And we'd rather send a text real quick to tell our mom and happy birthday than to call her. Cause we're too busy. I'm just as guilty of that. So don't think I'm pointing fingers. Um, direct messaging. Like I said, Facebook messenger. I, I try to stay off social media. I have no personal account. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here of, you know, we don't, you very rarely walk into a restaurant and see conversation going on. What do you see? Everybody's been working. So now they got to check up on all their apps, all their emails, all their messages that they haven't got to, all their texts, all their social media platforms. What's up on the book face? What's up on Instagram and Tic Tac and, and uh, Twitter and Twitter, whatever it is that Elon just bought, but now he's not buying. I don't know what's up with that. But um, nobody's sitting there talking, conversing. Sometimes you see it. Different generations, the older guys, you go into a little cafe in Iowa on a Saturday morning, it's awesome to see old farmers and ranchers talking over a cup of coffee and an egg. They never get omelets. They always get eggs. Eggs and bacon, baby. Crispy bacon. Montana, I was just in a cafe in Bozeman. Same thing. Farmers and ranchers, cattle ranchers, farmers, wheat farmers, corn farmers, talking. They don't even have cell phones, barely. And if they do, they don't know how to open them, and a lot of them still flip open. So you think about it, we've gotten away from that. So with jargon, I wanted to be a, it to be a conversation starter. Well, what does jargon mean? We have a lot of tables at our, at our offices and our studios that are cement and they're filled with memorabilia, whether it's athletics or military or music, and they're covered with three-eighths inch glass. And it's kind of like an arrowhead table, if you will. We've collect arrowheads legally, and then we'll put them on a, on a, on a coyote pelt or an antelope skin. And then we'll, we'll showcase them under a glass table to where when you're sitting there, people go, Oh man, where'd you get that one? Where'd you find that knife? Oh man, that bowl's awesome. Wonder if they made mice in it. There's all this conversation. So people see these backstage passes or tickets. Oh, I was at Aerosmith. I saw them back in the seventies. When'd you see them and all this stuff, you know? So I've just always had a fascination with talking and negotiation, negotiating and reading people's mannerisms and their body language. And that's what we do with ducks. We read their mannerisms, their body language, their posturing, their wings, the flight of their wings, the speed of their wings. Are their feet down? Is their head tilted? Are they talking back to us? Same with Canada geese. We read coyotes when we call them. We read elk when we call them. We read whitetails when we call them. What to say next? When to say it? How loud to say it? How often to say it? When to be quiet? Nobody's home. When to cluck, when to moan, when to chatter, when to give a meh, 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 a little greeter, stand on that first note, meh, meh, meh. You know, there's all this different ideas of what we're saying and, and, and when we're saying it and how much we're saying it, at what frequency, at what tone and what our pitch is. And that's just what Americans do. If your kid's running away from you into traffic, you don't go, hey, Johnny, come on back here. You go, Johnny, get your butt back here. And that's kind of like what animals do, man. They're kind of relaxed. And these ducks go over and this hidden mallard's like, oh, come back here. Get back here. We need some more guys down here. She sees a couple greenheads up there. Then they spin around and 
and then a bunch of the ducks on the marsh and then the trees and in the timber wherever you're at start chattering up and start talking up and speaking up and then you kind of got this like all this con- conversing going on it's fascinating calling can kill ducks we're going to get into geese we're going to get into turkeys as we go on with these podcasts hopefully you're enjoying the fowl podcast but um i've just been fascinated with jargon in talking and conversing and negotiating the art of negotiation like donald trump talks about the art of negotiation can you sit across a table and get somebody to agree with you or come to a conclusion with you or come to an agreement with you might be a deal a contract you might be with your agent in there you might be with the director of marketing for a company and you're trying to land a social media influencer deal there's all types of stuff that requires negotiation and communication and eye-to-eye contact and conversing. And I love podcasting because a lot of times we have guests on the podcast, whether it's this one or Where the Pavement Ends or This Life Ain't for Everybody or American Upland or American Wing Shooting Podcast with Anna or 40 Years to Freedom with Jen and Anna. We got a lot of podcasts in our family of brands now. We're proud of them. And a lot of it is conversation. It's talking. It's gotten us back to that. And that's what jargon was brought up for was like, Let's get people talking. Let's get this community. Let's market to people in our community that we want to talk to them. We want to hear them calling. We want to hear them talking about calling. Come up and say hello at a show, whether it's a dealer show or a customer consumer show, or whether it's at a parking lot of an event this summer. We're going to be talking calling all the time. During season, we get hit up at boat ramps or we're scouting and they see our truck or something. They talk. We start talking about calling. Man, I heard you hitting that call, man. Sound, what are you doing on that? What are you doing with your tongue? What are you doing with your cheeks? What are you doing with the fatty tissue and your lips and your teeth and your throat and your and your diaphragm and your lungs and your larynx and your hand and your back pressure? There's tons that go into it. It's difficult. Let's not lie. Let's not let's not just shed over like, you know, let's not just walk past that real quick. Um, it's it's difficult to become proficient on a duck call, turkey call, goose call, predator call. Predator call, you can make some racket and get their attention, but to be very good and consistent like Al Morris, Al Morris or my brother's Clinton Clay, Alex Crosby, you got to practice and you got to use your instincts. You got to be out there doing it, being in the hills and in the woods and calling cats and coyotes to you. So, Keep that in mind. Jargon, when we came up with it, was to get back to conversing, talking, conversation, communication, transparency, honesty, negotiation. We're negotiating for them ducks not to go there, but to come here. Don't go over there. That that guy don't sound like a duck. Oh, that's a hen mallard. Oh, I didn't even know that was a hen mallard. She sounded ugly. Come to us. We sound better. We've been practicing. I'm just messing around. But that's what I practice when I'm walking around. People are like, what in the freak are you doing? I'm like, just practicing, getting my throat right, getting my larynx right, getting my diaphragm right, my air pressure, my hot air, all the valves in my body. I want them working together. And it just leads me back to learning what jargon was and what those ducks are saying. What are they saying? I think we got to figure it out. I don't know what turkeys are saying. I ain't going to lie. I just do what I hear Waddell doing or Munt doing or T-Bone or Oh, Philip Culpepper, I do that. And then we kill them. But I don't know what I'm saying. Because I'm not reading them. I'm not seeing their body language. 
And most of the time when I see them, I shut up. I don't want to move. I might have a diaphragm in my hand. I might just in my mouth and I might be hitting it a little bit, a couple soft purrs or yelps or something. But I'm, I'm usually, if I shake a box call and get their attention, I don't want to shake it when they're in range or they could see me because they have unbelievable eyesight. So I put the box call away. Slate call, you're moving a hand, scratching it. We got unbelievable slate calls, pot calls, and box calls coming out with Jargon right now. Check out JargonGameCalls.com. But then the diaphragm call can go in your mouth. And I use diaphragm calls a lot calling predators because I don't want to see them moving my hand. A lot of people use e-callers. I like them. I love the mojo, triple threat, double trail, all that stuff. But I'd much rather call them in my mouth. Don't get me wrong. Don't be getting me twisted, boy. But I love calling ducks and geese. Because I think the apparatus of it becoming a beak, that duck call, single read, double read, whatever it is, becoming a beak, or that short read goose call or a flute or whatever you're using, might be an Eastern Shore move, my boy Sean Mann, might be a guide's best by the late, great Tim Grounds. It might be a big river by Mick Lacey. I don't know. It might be a Fred Zink, SR1 short reader. Uh, it could be a Tim Grounds. Freaking, he's got so many super magnums and badass freaking calls. The short breed's one of my favorite ever. It might be our crazy train or our wrecking ball that we just released last season with Jargon. And the, I, in my opinion, the Wrecking Ball is the best goose call ever built, ever designed, ever built. It's unbelievable. It was designed by a guy named Chris, and it is freaking killer. And I love using it. The new Wrecking Ball commercial with the goose party is awesome. You'll see it on upcoming episodes of The Foul Life. But that word jargon, where did it come from? Why? What are the levels? Well, think about this. You get to camp. What's up, dudes? What's up? They're here? Are they here? They're in the woods? Did y'all scout? Yeah, we saw them. We saw a raft of them. There's a jargon word. There's a raft of them. You don't say that in coyote hunting. You don't say that in baseball. You might say that in whitewater rafting, but there's a raft of them. It's going to be sunny tomorrow. Barometric pressure is dropping. It's going to be sunny. We need the shadows up against the trees. Only duck hunters understand that in a lot of ways. You don't go to a squirrel hunter and say, we need shadows. You just don't do that. How's your dog doing? Oh, he just went to the AKC test, UKC, SRS. He's down there at Mossy Pond. He's freaking doing blind retrieves. You don't talk like that with poodles. What's a mark? What's a blind? You don't even really do that with a lot of upland dogs. You do, don't get me wrong, but pointy dogs, completely different ideology of training them. So there's some different, there's some different jargon that you're talking to a human. You don't say where, you don't say, you don't talk to a human like you talk to a dog and say, where's your mark? You talk to them about, hey, he's been getting good at his marks, but you don't have a conversation with your black lab Axel about, hey, your marks are coming along pretty good, Axel. No, you say that to a trainer or to another duck hunter or somebody that's interested in what you're saying. So there's one level of jargon. You've been practicing your calling. How's your shooting been on the, this year? Are you getting out in front of them? You lead them. What are you patterning? What choke tube are you using? What gun? You got that new Super Black Eagle 320 gauge? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's jargon talking to your fellow duck hunters. Then you're in the hunt. Get down. Cover up. That's Tim Grounds. Get down. Cover up, bub. Hey, bub. Get behind the tree, guys. Shake the water. Pull the jerk string. You don't say that in deer hunting. You don't say that in baseball. You don't say that when you're operating on somebody or flying a plane. Here they come, guys. Get ready. Don't move. Don't move. Shake the, kick, kick the water a little bit. Kick the water. What's the kick in the water do? Well, it puts ripples. No. It also sounds like ducks. When you're kicking the water, it sounds like ducks thrashing. You hit your knee. It sounds like I'm slapping and clapping on the water. and just A lot of action going on. A lot of activity going on. You, you don't say that to the ducks. Hey, slap your knee. Hey, get down, cover up, guys. You don't say that. You say that to the duck hunter. So there's one level of jargon. Then you got your dog. Mark, steady, watch. Where's your mark? Axel! Here, boy. Fetch up. Heel. Give. 
You don't walk up to your duck hunting buddy and he's holding a mallard there and you want to hold that mallard and reach your hand out and go, give. You don't do that, right? Jargon with a dog that that dog has become, he's been educated on that jargon through his training and through his maintenance that you're going to provide with him by constant and consistent practice and training sessions after you pick him up from your trainer or if you train him yourself, more power to you. So there's a different level of jargon now. You got your, your jargon with your duck hunting buddies. You got your jargon with your dog. And now the third level is the jargon we speak to the wild duck. We're on our third level of jargon. We're still just in duck camp. We haven't even talked about other, I mean, we've talked about them, but we haven't discussed the different levels of jargon in other camps. This is just ducks and, and mainly geese, mainly ducks and geese also. So that's pretty cool. Three different levels of specialized vocabulary amongst a group of men and women together that are duck hunters or goose hunters, men or women with their sporting dog and men and women blowing that duck calls, conversing and negotiating with that wild mallard duck. He's my king of ducks. I know that a lot of people say the king, the, the, that the king is the canvas back and the prince is the sprig. I love the mallard. He's the ace, man. And I know that there's jacks and blackjacks and this and that and all that. But the, my favorite is mallard ducks in the sunshine with a wind and some cold weather. Not in the dark. I don't like setting them in the dark. Now, in the, in the woods, I get it. If you're in Arkansas in the woods, I like getting them at 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning until about 1. Sorry, but not sorry. Love it. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's jargon. That's kind of why we named it that. And I love that. You get done hunting, you got more jargon going on. Man, they were working big flocks, mega wads, mondo wads, like Jim Ronquest calls them. Not with Rich and Tony anymore, it's with Drake, I heard. But think about that. Now you're talking other jargon. Oh, yeah, get the knife. Slice the breast off the bone. Let's make some etouffee. Let's make some gumbo. Let's get some gumbo boys going with that, with that roux. Let's get a roux going with them speckle belly legs, with them mallard legs. You know, it's just crazy how much cool conversation happens at duck camp. Goose camp, turkey camp, fish camp, deer camp, sheep camp. I don't care what kind of camp it is. It's awesome. And it's so cool to speak this jargon. Different levels of it. So I'll just take you out. That's just kind of what I wanted to talk about today is why did we name it jargon and what does jargon mean? And if you think about it, it's a badass name for a call company. All different. We're getting into turkey. We got all these aspirations of other lines of, of, of uh, game calls at jargongamecalls.com. And we're constantly trying to work and innovate. And we're busy, but we got a lot of cool things popping right now. And this call that's in my hand right now is one designed by Chris Cifrio, who's an absolute duck call engineering and design genius. Genius. G-E-N-I-U-S. Truly he is. This new Megaphor, I'm just going to go out like this. I hope you kind of understand and have a little bit of an appreciation for what jargon is and why we named it that. I'm not trying to sound like a professor. I just want to kind of tell you a little bit of our story while I'm sitting here thinking about ducks on a very, very 80, warm 85-degree May day right before I jump in the swimming pool. This is the Megaphor. I'm Chad Belding, the Foul Life Podcast. Today's episode brought to you by... Two of our badass partners, number one, Jack Links, our protein snacks, official protein snack and jerky of the foul life. 
never will you open our blind bags or our backpacks and not find jack links in there whether they're sticks or slab jerky might be the protein meat the the stick the uh the little slabs that they're making right now i can't even think of them off the name but they got so many different nuggets and different kinds of jerky and the new cold craft is absolutely unbelievable for the refrigerated snacks i love the linkages i like the pep the the different beef sticks with the the different cheese um, that they're putting into them they got a lot of different varieties in the cold craft the dry jerky everything that jack link stands for i love it thank you jack links for believing in our brands and our culture and today's episode of the foul Life podcast is also brought to you by you guessed it jargon jargongamecalls.com all of our brand new turkey calls are launched our box calls our our pot calls i mean look at the names of them we named our pot calls the the um oh, i don't want to don't get me lying the turntable because you're scratching on it the other one oh man i'm trying to think i just named them yesterday my mind's going crazy our box call is called the boom box and our other pot the boom box you know you're freaking got a box that you would hold on your shoulders when you're a kid listening to music you know all that loud music and the box call is meant to be louder and it's getting them to come to that boom stick you know getting them ready for so we named it the boom box and then our other call name for the other pot calls the freestyle because you don't really know what you're saying to turkeys. That's why I named it that. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just freestyling out there. I'm not trying to do too much. I'm trying to do just the right amount. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be the best I can. I, I want to freestyle with the wild turkey. I don't care if it's a Miriam's or a Rio or an Eastern or an Osceola or an Oscillated or uh, a Gold's in Northern Mexico. I don't care what it is. I want to get better at it, but I want to freestyle to them. So we got the freestyle, the beatbox, and the or the the freestyle is one pot call. The other pot call is the um, turntable, and our box call is the boom box. So I hope you guys are liking those, and um, I'm excited about them. They're all part of our fan favorite series to go with our three diaphragm calls that you guys are going to absolutely love: the squabble, the snooty, and the Annie Jones. The Annie Jones was the first bearded lady in the circus, so I named it Annie Jones after a bearded hen. Just some humor there for you turkey hunters. And then we got the two new goose calls out there: the wrecking ball and the crazy train available jargongamecalls.com right now and we got all of our freaking original duck calls from the icebreaker to the small talk to the loud mouth we got the live duck we got the paradox we got the chit chat and we got this right here in my hand this going out with it before you guys hear 2am logic sing my foul life this is just a couple sounds on the brand new mega four by jargon game calls thank you all for listening we'll have more episodes of the foul life podcast coming at you soon again mega four quack, quack.